Quicklink podcast at the Tour of Britain is brought to you by quicklinksports.com. Morning, everyone. Morning, everyone. Stage two from Sherford to Exeter of the AJ Bell Tour of Britain, and we're here in Devon. Uh, I'm talking to you from my commentary point overlooking the finish line. It is quarter to ten in the morning. Uh, race is due to start at 11, rolling out of Sherford. And this is the stage that has the greatest elevation gain of all eight stages as well. Three second cat climbs of Street, Rundleston and Warren House Inn. And they basically, the biggest of those come as they cross Dartmoor because the riders start uh, down near Plymouth, basically. Sherford is on the outskirts of Plymouth. Made their way eastwards over in the direction of Dartmouth, right along the coast there uh, through Slapton Sands, which I was learning a little bit about today. Anyway, maybe even more on that at the finish. Um, and then the riders go northwards through Ivy Bridge. They hit Dartmoor, along the edge of Dartmoor, and they go right the way across the middle of it to move to Exeter. This, I don't think, is going to be a large group sprint finish like we had yesterday with Wout Van Aert taking the win of stage one. Um, particularly with those two second cat climbs coming within the last, what is that, 50k, Rundleston and Warren House in. But in between them, there's loads and loads of jagged climbs. It looks like a really good day for the breakaway or a very, very select group coming into the finish. Um, I think, to Koenig Quickstep, we're going to want to try and make good for yesterday. And I think Julien Alaphilippe is a really, really good pick for a reduced leading group sprint win from this group. However, if Wout Van Aert is going to defend that uh, dark blue leader's jersey that he's now wearing today, he'll need to be in that group. Of course, as you know, Wout Van Aert is easily capable of winning any of these stages, so it's probably easier for you to sit and pick Wout Van Aert win every single day. Let's see. I'll check back in with you after the finish. Anyway, just to say, it's a lovely, lovely sunny day here in Devon. So, uh, you know, I might see some quick link listeners at the finish, maybe. Give us a give us a wave if you're here or let me know on socials at Jess Cox. Have a great Monday, everyone. Hello and welcome to show 249 on Monday the 6th of September, stage 2 of the AJ Bell Tour of Britain here in Devon. Happy birthday today to Jack Haig of Bahrain Victorious and Charlie Quarterman of Trek Segafredo. Today's big transfer news is that Michael Gogol, who took 6th at Strada Bianchi this year for Quebec and Next Hash, has signed a two-year deal with comfortably the best pro series team, Albison Fenix. To the racing then, and just one slice of action for you today, you've already heard from Jez Cox from the finish line in Exeter at head of the stage, so how did it all pan out? Some housekeeping first though, and just one rider DNF'd yesterday, Bram Welton of Arkea Samsic, who came to the race a man light anyway, with Diego Rosa missing out. Welton was caught up in the crash that happened 20k in yesterday, and unfortunately climbed into the medical car. So today a minor spill early on after about 6km, but no damage done, Ethan Hayter held up behind it slightly, though everyone was quickly up and moving. Trinity's Rudy Porter was last to dust himself down and get back moving. After 10k, we had our break. Leon Mazzoni, a new signing for St Piran. Jacob Scott, the KOM and points jersey holder for Canyon DHB. Nicholas Sessler of Global 6, the first Brazilian to ever ride the Tour of Britain. William Bergfeldt of Swift Carbon and Robin Carpenter of Rally Cycling. John Baronetes of Cara Rural eventually fought his way through the peloton to clip off the front in chase, but he was caught in no man's land between the five up front and the bunch, and after 15km of trying to bridge over, admitted defeat. Jacob Scott first over the first of the day's three Cat 2 climbs, each worth six points today. Second man over the summit was Robin Carpenter for five, and five kilometres later it was Carpenter who took the first of the three intermediate sprints, this one coming in Slapton Sands. Second for Scott, third for Mazzoni. They picked up three, two and one points and bonus seconds respectively. 
Another 10 kilometres and the day's second bream came along in Kingsbridge. Carpenter again from Scott and Mazzoni breaks advantage over seven and a half minutes now and heading on to the third and final intermediate sprint in Tavistock. Carpenter taking three out of three, but Scott was once again second over the line to ensure he'd still have the points jersey tomorrow. He moved on to 12 points, three clear of Carpenter. Into the final 60 kilometres then and the next big challenge was the nine kilometre long climb of Rundleston. Leon Mazzoni was spat out the back with a break, first as the gradient hit 8% at the base of the climb, and then Will Bjergfeldt slid out of the lead group as the elevation ratcheted into double digits. Jacob Scott sprinted from the front trio to claim the maximum six points over the top, Carpenter taking five, Sessler taking four, Bjergfeldt a minute behind them, and Mazzoni heading backwards towards the bunch, who were about five minutes back, with 50k left to race and 15 kilometres to the final summit of the day at Postbridge in the heart of Dartmoor. Jacob Scott was left uncontested to take the third climb by Carpenter and Sessler in that order, a maximum 18 points for the day for the Canyon DHB rider, who moved to 27 King of the Mountains points in total, Carpenter next best on 15, Sessler at 11. KOM jersey taking precedence over the sprints jersey, so that would be on the shoulders of Carpenter tomorrow, unless something magical happened. With the gap coming down to 4 minutes with 30k to go, Sessler was in trouble with a mechanical as Carpenter, now the virtual GC leader on the road, and Scott pressed on towards Dunsford, but on an unclassified climb in Dockham, some 24k from home, Scott cracked. As the moto displayed the time gap to the duo, Carpenter pressed harder on the pedals and rode Scott off his wheel. So down to a solo leader, 29-year-old Robin Carpenter of Rally Cycling, with just four pro wins to his name, the most recent coming in May 2017 at the Winston Salem Classic in North Carolina. With 10k left, the gap starting to come down, and now 2.45, with the World Tour teams in serious danger of ballsing it up completely. 30 seconds were shaved off over the next 5k with Kubeka and De Kernick getting Nizzolo and Ballerini into position. Gap, 2 minutes with 3k to go. Ineos now driving at the front of the bunch as the race crossed the River X. 2k to go, gap tumbling, 145. Past the Flamme Rouge, a little rise in the road, 130 now to play with for Carpenter. Out of the saddle and powering towards home up an unwanted 5% climb. Another 20 seconds were stripped off over the next 400 metres, but into the barrier finish, finish line in sight, and there was enough room on the road. So, Robin Carpenter of Rally Cycling, home solo for the win from the all-day break. The sprint unfolding behind him, Ethan Hayter of Ineos Grenadiers and Alex Peters of Swift Carbon completing the podium, coming home at 33 seconds. That gap enough to put Carpenter into the blue and red race leader's jersey. Max Cantor fourth, Julian Alaphilippe fifth, then Townsend, Honore, Vernon, Sparagli and Nizzolo. Here's Jez, straight from the finish. Ah, so I thought I would quickly record the second half of my podcast for the day. I hope you enjoyed my preview this morning. Um, I can't remember what I said really as to whether I even got it right, but in the end, it was the day of the breakaway. Uh, five riders, I'm talking to you by the way, from uh, literally right next to the, the, uh, the finish. It's been a roasting hot day in Devon, really hot in Exeter today. Uh, particularly at the finish line. My commentary point up in the, the box overlooking the finish line was like a... So I've left there and found some shady... Um, cool space in the hotel just directly opposite but the race is only finished literally about 40 minutes ago Sherford to Exeter stage 2 183 184 in fact kilometers and uh, in the end the, the stage dominated by a uh, five-man breakaway just as yesterday's was and once again just like on stage one in, in Cornwall three British riders this time Will Berg Bergfeldt the uh, rider from Somerset the oldest rider in the race at, and, uh, at nearly 43 years of age so just a little bit ever so slightly younger than me um, 
and uh, the other riders in there, hang on a minute, let me look at my, <laughs> me look at my list, Jacob Scott of course was in there once again, uh, and Leon Mazzone as well, the brand new signing as of about a week ago for St. Piran team. Um, once again, just like yesterday, it was um, Steve Lampier from St. Piran who attacked first. He then looked like he was away in the breakaway. That breakaway was caught, and then the second group rolled over the top of him. And that second group was the one that stuck. It had in it, as I say, Leon Mazzoni, Jacob Scott, who was hoovering up points, of course, in the King of the Mountains and the uh, Iceberg Sprints competition as well. Uh, a fascinating rider in uh, the Brazilian Nicholas Sessler of the Global Six cycling team, Robin Carpenter of the United States, and uh, representing, of course, Rally Pro Cycling, and as I said, Will Belkfeld as well. So five riders, three Brits. And in the end, basically, as they headed towards Dartmoor, that started to whittle down a bit. Only three riders left, then only two riders. The final two riders remaining, as they were crossing Dartmoor itself, was uh, Jacob Scott and Robin Carpenter, so a British rider and an American rider. And in the end, sensing a bit of sort of weakness from Jacob Scott, Robin Carpenter pressed on and in the end had a minute's lead as he came into the finish in Exeter all by himself um, and uh, finished ahead of a, a leading pe a peloton led in by Ethan Hayter, of course, of Ineos Grenadiers. I said, I'm getting a bit tired, you noticed that. <laughs> Ethan Hayter won the bunch sprint. Uh, and uh, had a brilliant ride just ahead of Alex Peters actually Alex Peters finished just behind him riding for Swift Carbon Pro Cycling so two British riders second and third but a new race leader and a stage winner in the American Robin Carpenter and he looked really good a rider who's 29 years of age now um, from Philadelphia he's raced well he's raced entirely for American based domestic teams throughout his professional racing career and he got the big one today holding off everyone and winning by around about a minute I haven't seen the final gap at the moment let me check it right now. Uh, oh, actually, in the end, the gap much more than I thought. Ethan Hayter, 33 seconds behind him come the line. <clears throat> he went under the K to go with about 1 minute 20. So using a little bit of time celebrating, coming to the finish. But just enough to get the uh, general classification overall. So going into uh, tomorrow's stage, the team time trial, and that could be decisive in this, of course. Wout van Aert goes into that. In second place, 22 seconds down. Ethan Hayter of Ineos Grenadiers, 26 seconds down. So crucially, in terms of thinking about the team time trial tomorrow, Robin Carpenter's rally team, rally cycling team, are going to have to really go for it in Carmarthenshire tomorrow to try and hold on to that race lead for him because the riders in second, third and fourth on general classification are Wout van Aert of Team Yombo Visma, Ethan Hayter of Ineos Grenadiers and Gonzalo Serrano, who's been sprinting really well, of the Mobistar team. So listen to the might of those teams. Rally Cycling is going to have to hold off a 22-second charge from Jumbo Visma. 26 seconds back are Ineos Grenadiers, and 28 seconds back are Mobistar. It could be a big shake-up tomorrow as a result of those team time trials. I'll see you tomorrow. I'll give you a bit of a preview once we're in Wales in Carmarthenshire tomorrow for that 18 and a bit kilometre team time trial. I'll give you my prediction right now, having seen the last two days. I think the winning team is going to be Yabo Visma. Obvious, isn't it? See you tomorrow. Carpenter, 22 seconds ahead of Wout van Aert on GC. Ethan Hayter, third at 26. Hayter moves into the sky blue points jersey with 26 points to Rory Townsend's 21. Those points awarded 15 down to 1 for the first 15 riders across the finish line. Jacob Scott is king of the mountains. He's on 27 points to Carpenter's 15. He also holds the red points jersey. So tomorrow, that will be worn by Max Walker, I think. Three DNF 
today. Unfortunately, Rudy Porter of Trinity suffering from that early crash and he called it a day. Chris Harper of Yumbo Visma and Dan Hansen of Global 6 also not heading into tomorrow's team time trial. There's 18.2 kilometres of it tomorrow in Carmarthenshire in South Wales. Pretty flat for the first 12k before rising slightly up into the finish at the National Botanic Gardens. Like today, that's the only UCI race on the calendar, so we'll bring you the news and results from tomorrow's team time trial, as well as a little bit of a roundup of things we might have missed so far. Until tomorrow, ride safe and take care. You've been listening to Quicklink Podcast, your daily microdose of pro cycling news and results. You can find us across social media at QuicklinkPod, or you can contact us by emailing show at quicklinksports.com. You can support this show by using the code QUICKLINK when you shop with VeloSkin.cc for all your chamois cream and skincare needs, and also at EFSWheels.com, where UK customers can get themselves a full set of tubeless-ready full-carbon wheels for under £500. Share the show, and we'll be back with you tomorrow. Bye now.